welcome back everybody to a new episode of Beyond the Dome. I am John Dodaro and I am joined with Carlin Jacob and today we got a new movie review and this one I am very excited for because we're in 2024. This is the third movie we are reviewing and finally we have real cinema. Real cinema is back I am so excited to talk about this. Carlin and I both just came back from the theater on a late Thursday night in our two separate states, and I've not even talked to him about the movie yet, so I don't even know his thoughts fully, and he does not know my thoughts fully, so I am very excited for this. Barris, too, this is a late-night recording as well, so something to consider, but... We're going to start with the non-spoiler section, obviously, as always. We're going to talk all non-spoilers, what we thought about the movie. Then we'll give our final verdict and recommendation. And then we'll have our normal spoiler discussion. The start time of that discussion will be in the description. So check that out so you know not to be spoiled. But, Carlin, I gotta ask you right away, man. General thoughts. What did you think of Dune Part 2? I thought it was good. I don't think it's the best movie I've ever seen. I'm telling you oh, that yeah. right now. Okay. Huh? Because yeah. here's okay. I made a TikTok about it, right? And like just like and someone goes, there always has to be that pumpkin spice latte lover who always craps on like everything good. First off, to you, I don't even drink coffee. So screw you. Second thing, you don't have to like everything you see. I'm not saying this was a horrible movie. Whoa. Absolutely not. I can tell you right now, as of this recording, we are recording this February 29th, 2024. It's about to be March 1st in literally two minutes. It is the movie of the year right now. As of right now. Could there be a movie that comes out later this year? Yes. 100% that could take overtake this as movie of the year. But there's been nothing else that really has dropped that could be overtake this as movie of the year in my opinion oh, the bar is yeah. very low right now the bar is madam yeah. web so madam web or argyle like that's what i'm saying there's nothing right now that would like go over it it's the best movie i've seen this year so knowing the bar is very low though what did you think because uh, when you say best movie of the year it's a very low bar so what did you think overall of it do you want me do you want me to give you my rating not yet not yet just say what did you think about it what did you think about it what did you think? It dragged. It's so wow. slow. Wow. It like, dude, I literally kept looking at my watch because I couldn't sit there and pay attention. What? I know. Because, what? okay, I have ADHD, so it's very hard for me to pay attention in general. Like, it's very hard for me to pay attention in general, but normally I get pretty good at it. But literally, we got to the first hour mark of the movie. I was like, oh, we almost have to be halfway. And I look at my watch and I was like, we're not even at an hour yet. Well, uh, so you're, you were, okay. you were bored throughout the whole movie? No. Through okay. the first act. Okay, just the first act. Yes. So the first act, drag, act what, about the rest? what about the rest of it? It got a lot better. It got okay. a lot better. I will say the visuals are beautiful. It, it, is exactly like the last one very beautifully shot especially at one certain point um though there's it's kind of funny because you'll be in a dark setting and the next thing you'll like switch to the next scene and it's like bright <laughs> and like your eyes just go whoa did that happen to you in the theater you're like sitting it did there a and like times. Oh, it, did a couple it, times. it was so bright um but there was so much action in this movie towards the second part of the movie and here's the thing right I'm going to let you speak in a second. My goal this March, happy March, by the way, um, is to read the book 100% because I want to read the book to more understand this whole entire universe. And also, I kind of need to see it again. I feel like, you know how we talked about on Dude Part 1, like you needed that second rewatch for Dude? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm going to need that second rewatch for this movie. Yeah, I, I would. Okay, 
I'm gonna try to like get your full opinion of this because I, I still feel like it's very vague, like your general feeling of it. Because like you said, we'll get out. Not yet. Not yet. I'll, we'll get it. it out. We'll get I it. I was out. just gonna say because it is. I'm torn. I'm very torn with it. All right, we're gonna talk it out. We're gonna have to talk this out. So I'm gonna start my thoughts real quick. So this movie was fantastic. I'm sorry. This I could see maybe in the first act while why you could think that it's dragging out a bit, which it is a bit slower, I would say. But I once you get past it, because here's the thing: I know like what's about to come. Like I know this is gonna be great. Like once, so you kind of have to sit through some exposition. That's a lot of movies, and it is long. So if you are somebody who has a lower attention span, in a way, you might struggle a bit early on. But once this picks up, oh my goodness, it this is fantastic. I was seeing it with my buddy Ryan, and he he had a similar thing at first, not to your degree. Like it did take him a while to get through the first act a bit but then like he was glued to this to the screen second and third it was visually fantastic some of the best visuals i think you might see in any movie score Hans zimmer once again fantastic yeah i can agree with that yeah fantastic fantastic score and the thing is too you look at the first movie great visuals great score but just like a lot of exposition in a way that's really like the majority of the first movie is a bunch of setup for this movie but then when you get all of that, plus just a much better story here, Acting. more dynamic characters, I would say, it's, oh man, I was just glued to the screen for the second and third act. And I didn't even mind the first act. Well, we'll talk about it in spoilers. I did not mind it because it kind of set up what this movie was going to be. It kind of set up the main characters, like who's on this side, who's on that side. And, like, once we got to, like, very, not even a spoiler, like, once we got to, like, some of the black and white scenes, in a way, like, in the trailers, uh, Austin Butler's character, kind of like the black and white section, that's where I think it really picked up, in a sense. Like, that time, like, start of the second act, I would say, and it was fantastic. Story was great. It was a great story overall. And I do think it is it warrants a second watch because I, it's a lot to take in. First off, I'm a subtitles guy. I'm a very big subtitles guy. So I like to know every bit of dialogue. And there are some characters that like to mumble things here and there, or (laughs) there is also a lot of complex words that even I won't be able to pronounce well here. So I like to know what those words are through subtitles. I did not have that on this watch. So that's not even a complaint though. That's not even a complaint. It's just my lazy mind who might need to just see it again. So I'm not even going to view that as a complaint. But then like once we get to this third act, it is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I was not bored. Three hour movies can be tough. There are some three hour movies I get bored of. And I think the rewatch will truly show how good it is because I'm just going to throw out two examples of three-hour movies. Um, Oppenheimer and The Batman. Two three-hour movies. Oppenheimer is so good because there's just a lot of information. There's a lot of great dialogue. It keeps your attention throughout the three hours. And there's barely any time where you're kind of just sitting there bored. The Batman, when you rewatch it, there are like some scenes in The Batman where it's like, what are we doing here? Like... On the rewatch, like there's no mystery behind it. You could get bored of certain scenes. So I think this movie does deserve a rewatch just so I could see like how that first act really holds up on a rewatch. I think that might impact my rating. And I feel like both of our ratings might change after this episode too. So that is something to consider. But some other points. So you agree visuals score. Fantastic. Acting. You agree? Yes, acting. and acting. Let's get to the acting. Acting, Let's get acting to the was acting. really good. Yeah, it's uh, Timothy Chalamet. He is Paul Atreides in this. And whew, he, he's got to do a lot, especially he, he, later on. He honestly puts on a Oscar nominee type of performance. 
He really yeah. does. He makes you feel everything in this movie. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic yeah. performance by Timothy Chalamet. And I think he got like his big break in the first movie. And then he's been in like Wonka and all that since. So big rising actor right there. He was fantastic. He carries this movie, especially in the second act. I would say Zendaya as Trani. She gets more than like seven minutes, which is what she got in the first movie. And she's great though. She does have that bunch of stare moments where she is just staring at the screen. I will say that, but she is great. And this one, what'd you think about Zendaya's character, especially like Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya? Cause both of them are key people. What'd you think about the two of them? Yeah. I thought Timothy did pr- probably did the best out of every character in this movie. I'd honestly put Austin Butler's character second. No. And then maybe Zendaya third. Um, yeah. Zendaya, she was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, she has her stare moments, but other than <laughs> that, her and Paul's relationship it goes pretty good. So I like it. Yeah. They had good chemistry together. They had very good chemistry, I would say, especially kind of like that dragging part that's I guess in your words the dragging part in the first act it kind of gets carried by them too in a sense um austin butler next person i want to say uh, i'm not even going to try to pronounce his name in the in the movie but austin butler he was great in this villainous role he was great um just every scene was intriguing the way he acted and I only know him from Elvis. That's the only thing I know him for. So, and he won an Academy Award, I believe, for that. So, another big performance here. Thank Just, you. Thank you very much. What is it? Thank you. Thank you very much. You know the Elvis, the famous thing. Elvis always goes, "Thank you, thank you very much," I like the Elvis voice. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other characters in this, uh, Rebecca Four. Ferguson. Yeah. Rebecca, she's got to do a lot. Lady Jessica, the mother. She's got a much, like comparing her role in this one to the first movie. She's kind of like the companion in the first movie, in a way, to Paul. She's really just the companion of sorts, and she's got a much bigger role in this one. She's got She's got a lot more dialogue, I would say. Very obvious there. But she was great. Other characters, Josh Brolin back in this one. Um, Florence Pugue is in this Pugue. one. She doesn't have a huge she doesn't have a huge role, I would say. But no. It was good though for what it was. It was fine. Um huge cast though. Huge cast. Dave I don't Batista. want to get into it. We'll do a little bit of Yeah, yeah reprising his role. He did a pretty good job as well. Yeah, I think his role kind of got like overshadowed by Austin Butler's role in this one. Just but I think story it's the... Well, the story, uh, uh, the story, yeah. the story set makes that way. It. Yeah. yeah, the story makes it to Austin Butler's character. He has his moments, though. He does, he I'd moments. say. Not bad. So great acting overall. Let me just, I gotta pick your mind a bit. So, story. So, aside from it maybe dragging in the first, what did you think? Like, the rest of the way, after the dragging points. I gotta pick your mind. I'm trying to think when a good... I started getting more invested. I'm, it's in the trailer. If you haven't watched the trailer, we're gonna talk about the trailer, because the trailer's... Yeah, we're allowed to spoiler. Trailer's trailer. Oh. Anyways, when he rides the worm. Yeah. From that point after, I was more intrigued. Yeah, that was good. That I'm was not a... saying... I can't go into it without spoilers. It's just like... Something doesn't like... How I feel right now is like... I can't say this movie is a 10 out of 10. Or a 9 out okay. of 10. But I also can't say this movie is like a 5 out of 10. Like... I can't make up my mind of where I want to go with this movie. So... Let me just. I'm keep really in my mind. Keep in my Okay. Do you think this is a good movie? Yes. Let's 100%. just start with that. One hundred percent. Especially the final okay. act. The final act is amazing. Okay. Let's get to final verdict, so I can just hear a bit more from you here. So I'm gonna let you go first on this final verdict, and, rec- and we'll do recommendation after final verdict. 
right now. So what first things it? first, you have to see part one to understand everything. This isn't a movie you can go blindly into, especially with like sometimes some ways like a part two, you can jump into randomly and just figure things out. This is not one of those movies. So you haven't seen part one, HBO Max, Xfinity on demand things has it rent it, whatever. Just go watch it. You need to watch it to understand this movie. <sighs> Would I recommend it? Yes, absolutely. I think it's a fantastic science film. Sci-fi mill. Um, rate. Do you want me to give my rating? Yep. I'll, I'll give. I'll give my pre-rating. So obviously, this is my pre-rating uh, before, and I will give a rating after we talk about non-spoilers to see if it changes or not. <laughs> Are you giving it six, seven, eight? Are you like in that range? I think okay, I'm. Here, here's my. You, you here's do, my. You so in my rankings, I kind of like read out what each number means. Six is above average. Seven is good. Eight is great. What would you say it is? What are you gonna give it? Let's go. Oh, you. First. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be a lot better than you. I'm gonna go. Oh, okay, here's mine. I'm going. I can't give it a ten yet without a rewatch for story purposes. I just want to like make sure everything kind of clicks in a way. So I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 because I think okay. this was a fantastic movie. I wasn't bored by it overall. And this could be a 10 out of 10 movie after a rewatch or two or just like fully like here's one thing too. I listen to other reviews as well. Just like kind of like fix out the patches, maybe just see how other people interpret stuff. So I think my view could change. But I just think it was a great movie experience overall. And just watching this compared to something like Madam Web just makes you respect it a whole lot more. Just how is... good movies can be made. And it makes you, me just hate Madam Web even more just for putting that garbage product out there without any thought. So I'm giving this a 9.5 out of 10, which means nearly perfect. Maybe just like one thing. And that's just me trying needing a second watch just to verify everything. But this was a nearly perfect movie. I think it was fantastic overall. And recommendation, I would, obviously what Carlin said, I think you do need to watch Dune Part 1. But if you're kind of like dragged in to watch it because like your friends want you to watch it and like you haven't seen it yet, I could say you could get away with like a good Wikipedia search of the summary maybe watch some YouTube clips as well. Like if you, if you don't have max or anything like that, you could probably get away with reading the plot of the first movie and knowing enough in this one without being terribly lost. So if you have to do that, do that. I recommend watching the first one first, but I recommend this to everybody. It's PG 13. It's not too gory or anything, anything like that. So I, automatically recommend this especially with what is out in march right now i recommend this movie to everybody possible so now pressure's back on you what are you going with i'm gonna give it an eight right now all right an eight i was gonna give it a seven and a half but i don't think it's good i think it's i think it's great i don't think it's fantastic yet we're gonna have to break it down in order for me to talk more about it um and like i said i I will rewatch this once it comes back out and then i will re-rank it if i think it deserves to be higher because right now ted's technically higher than this (laughs) i give ted a nine because i enjoy ted but also like i said you have to remember not all movies are for everyone this isn't at point at you john this is just pointing at everyone you're not going to go watch like toys like the first three toy stories have 100 percent rotten tomatoes yeah or like the first two but you're not going to watch Toy Story and be like, oh, that's the best movie I've ever seen. You know, like, you might think it's okay. You might hate it. Yeah. And then you that's might the go thing. see Madam Web and you might love it, which oh, you're crazy. But like, <laughs> yeah. I think the perfect example for that is literally Oppenheimer and Barbie in a sense. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking with my sister and I like she loved Barbie. Like she thinks it's like a 10 out of 10 movie. And I'm like, it's all right. In a sense, different target audience in a way, and then Oppenheimer were kind of flip-flopped. Like, some movies are not for everybody. There's different audiences for certain movies. This is a big sci-fi movie, in a way, and some people might not be great 
there's a lot of dialogue, like a lot of exposition in a way, a lot of complex stuff in a way. It's very thought out. It might not be for everybody. This was for me, though. I will say that this was for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So it seems like it seems like you're still just trying to figure it out fully. In a well, way. I, I was talking to my sister, and I think you'll understand this a lot more because my sister did not like this movie. I kind of dragged her to the theater. She liked the one a lot better. I, I can say that. What? <laughs> Wait. She liked the first movie better? Yeah. That is the definition of a dragging out movie. If I I 100% agree. What? And I, I, I think they're on the same level right now, but I kind of want to talk about it. Like, if I would rate Dune Part 1, I would give it an 8. 100%. I wouldn't give it yeah. like well, that's so, the thing. If you if you look at Doom Part One and then Doom Part Two, this movie was way better than Doom Part One. Yes, it's better. So that's why I'd give Doom Part One like an eight, and then this I have to give it a nine at least. Like I have like to say I said, it's better. I'm giving it an eight right now because I, I still don't know. And like like I said, what I was gonna say, um, this movie think makes you think so much of what you just watched. Some movies you can go watch a rom com, right? And you can yeah. see two characters fall in love. They get married. That's the movie, right? Superhero movies. The, like the first one, we'll just say, like Iron Man. Coming of age, uh, a new hero is born, fights a villain, and is done. Movie's over. They're recycled, right? This movie basically makes you sit down and be like, what did I just watch? So... Like, could you agree with me? Like, yeah. there's a lot that happens in this movie. It's not simple. I was speechless. I was speechless when I exited the theater. Like, I was trying to just, like, take it all in after that final shot. Like, it's a lot to take it, this movie. It's so, a lot. Let's so, break it down. Let's break it down. How about, yeah. I think you know Carlin's general opinion right now. You know my general opinion. So, this is your warning. We're at 22 minutes, so... If you have not seen the movie yet, which I'm sure a lot of you have not seen the movie yet, this is the spoiler warning. So if you've not seen it and you do not want to be spoiled, I recommend stop listening now. Come back after you have listened so that you can hear our breakdown of the movie. And if you have already seen it or you do not care about spoilers and keep listening, because we are going to break down this movie to the best of our ability late at night. So spoilers start in three, two. One, you have been warned. So, let's talk about your dragging points. <laughs> let's go there. So, also, I want I want to say one more thing, right? Yeah, this is based on a book, it is. right? And part of the reason I want to read the book, I'm talking to you, the people as well, yeah. is because, like, when Paul's mother turns into that mother of the people, Reverend Mother, Reverend Mother. I it, it annoyed me, but 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 I want to read the book to get a better understanding of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do want to the say book this. would answer more questions because you can only fit so much into a movie. I know the movies are like through six seven hours combined, maybe eight, but like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I do want to say this. I I should probably clarify something with you. Back when I saw Dune one. I I really wanted to understand everything because the first time I watched Dune 1, I didn't understand everything. So I really looked into the Wikipedia first movie summary, but I also dug into the book because knowing me, I'm never going to read the book. I'm not a book reader. You're not going to read it all 800 pages of that. I'm not. I've moved past my days of reading books. Sorry, parents. But... I'm not going to read it. So I looked up the book. I researched the plot in a way. I don't remember all of it, but I did know that Paul was going to kind of descent. I see the book there. I knew he was going to descent into like this Messiah in a sense, knowing the future and becoming the emperor essentially at the end of the movie. I knew that going into this. So, Throughout this movie, I knew like everything he was doing here from the beginning to the end, he was going to slowly transform to what he became at the end. So I was intrigued by that aspect, even through the beginning and seeing how him and Chani would 
their relationship would develop because of that knowledge of like what he would become. So just a little, that's kind of what I knew going into the movie. But so where did you think it dragged at points? We'll talk about it. Where did you think? All right. Tell me the points where you thought it dragged. Opening, obviously with the opening, with the fight between the, uh, what are they called? The Freeman. Yeah. The free, the Freeman and the, uh, the Furman. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, uh, Uncle Fester's troops. Oh, yeah. Uncle Fester. <laughs> Uncle Fester. If you don't know who Uncle Fester is, real quick, uh, me and my sister, when we watched the first movie, uh, what's his name? It was like Baron <laughs> Vladimir Harkonnen. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, me and my sister uh, could not figure out his name for the life of us. So we just joked that his name's Uncle Fester. And now anytime we talk about him, his name's Uncle Fester because he looks right. like Uncle Fester. Um, so when un- Uncle Fester's troops came down and like they were fighting, that was pretty cool. And then from that point until like the worm riding, once he hopped on that worm, I got more intrigued. All right. So it is a lot of dialogue through that. And I, I, I don't, I guess why it would drag, but I'll just say I was more inclined in the story back then. If you're not inclined in the story, like the mom, Jessica, she, was essentially transformed. And a big part of this too was learning Paul and Chani's relationship throughout this time, how they would develop. And you had some of the Furman, they wanted Paul to be like the Messiah and to rule them. Chani, I'm going to say Chani from now on. It's just easier to pronounce. Chani, um, she didn't believe in all that. She... She thought that this prophecy would eventually enslave them all. So there were like different beliefs. And Paul, he was kind of in the middle of all of it. So I like that exploration a bit. And then you got Jessica, who becomes the Reverend Mother. She was leaning like prophecy and all that. Paul had to do all of this. I was intrigued by all of that. I was. So, and also what helped me throughout this dragging points, the visuals. I would at least, even if... It was a bit slower. Um, the visuals and the score kept me in. I would just be like amazed by what was on the screen at like the majority of points. But do you at least understand like everything that happened in yeah, this first I do. act? I yeah, I do. I under I understand everything that happens in the movie to a certain point. Like I said, when his uh mother becomes mother whatever Reverend Mother. Uh, Reverend Mother. I keep wanting to say Mother Teresa, and I know that's so wrong. <laughs> Reverend Mother. Like I said, that kind of was like, why? I know why. I know why. But, like, once it happened, it bothered me. And I think it is supposed to bother you. In a sense, I would say. It's... Uh, I mean, I was just intrigued because just knowing the first movie and how this character drastically changed like that. I thought it was kind of cool the way she talked in a sense. I don't know. I liked when she like snapped at them and it got like way louder at points. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was cool. I like that. I I just like the, there were like a couple points where it's like, wow, she's like really going at him here. But then it's, you have to realize too, like this isn't the same person Person. anymore. The other person essentially died. Yeah. And her quotes. Jessica essentially has the possession of or the memories of all of these former mothers and all that. And she can talk to her baby. And she can talk to her baby too. And that kind of it's like she says this she says that. I kind of like that and there's a little surprise cameo in this movie too. Uh, Anya Taylor wait what's her name? Oh man. Well known actress. Anya Taylor uh, Johnson. Anna Taylor Joy. Oh, Anna she Taylor. has she has a little brief cameo. It was never announced beforehand. And once Paul drinks the water of life, he gets a vision of her. Is that so, supposed to be his sister? Yeah, that's his sister in gotcha. the future. So that's what it that was her brief role. So 
Yeah, so it's essentially this first act. They don't trust him yet, too. They don't trust him. Some believe that he is the Messiah of sorts. Some don't. So this first act, until the worm the worm writing point, is proving the trust. And, and I think it does enough for me. I could see why you might think it drags, but it does enough. It establishes Paul and Cheney too. It establishes them and how they feel about each other. Paul with the very good Riz, I would say as well. But uh, <laughs> just have it. Some people just have I, it. Man. I, I, I will. Yeah, like Soka. Anyways, I will say. <laughs> um, I don't know how to make this like. I don't feel like there's a lot of risk in this movie. Now, wait before before you look at me like I'm insane. No, I, I speak. And the and the in part one. In part one, there wasn't much risk until their whole kingdom got under attack and Paul and his mom had to run. Once they were on the run, it was them versus everyone. They almost got yeah. killed by the worms, the people. Ran, yeah. Like anyone they ran into was essentially like on high alert to get killed by them, you know? Yeah. And in this one, like they have everyone around them that like it's impossible for them to die. I thought the mother was going to die actually at the beginning of the movie. And then I was like, eh, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Killing a pregnant lady might not go too well. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Like a like in the first act, maybe there could have been some stakes just because he is, um, like he's still kind of vulnerable in a sense, but at least me knowing like what he's going to become. Like once he is able to see the future, like at this point, you know, he's going to win. You know he's going to win. Oh, yeah, win. you do. And like, I think he, at least my knowledge from what happens kind of in the book, like he becomes like this really powerful person. It's almost, I don't know if I want to call it like a villain origin story in a way, because I don't know if he like becomes. Yeah. Like, More of a protagonist. This movie is essentially like his build to the dark side in a sense. Like Kind of like the Star Rise. Wars prequels, yeah. Yeah, like this movie really is just his ascension to being extremely powerful. And like in the third act, he was untouchable. He, I mean, yes, Austin Butler's character nearly got him. But he was like, he was what they envisioned. He was this godlike being at this point. Well, so my, really, my, there was no my, stakes at that point. My other thing is too, is that like, we're getting in a point in movies, right? Or like books that yeah. like, let's, well, let's put it this way, right? Let's say all there was, was the original Dune book. Yeah. He could have died. Good. And I would have, I would have, I would have been fine with it. I would have been actually not happy, but like knowing there's more books and he has more of a future, you know, he's going to survive. No one, he didn't really lose anyone in this, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, I think it, the best way to consider it is the fact that this isn't the final chapter, in a sense. This no. wasn't, because chances it, are they're making a third. They're, they're already making third. it. The script's already being written. Someone's already making yeah. music for it. It's already I think, confirmed. I think they just, it hasn't been like officially greenlit, but, but it will be. it's gonna, it's gonna happen. So I think that's the best way to think of it. Like, don't think of it as the story's over. Like, the Holy War hasn't even began yet. Like, I think that's, that's when what I will get so much more interesting. Because this is just a chapter. This was essentially the rise of Paul at this point. This was his ascension to Great being news. the emperor, being yeah. at the top. So, yes, it might not have many stakes. Maybe the next story will have more stakes because he might be under threat at this point but this was essentially a movie to show his rise in a sense he became so powerful it's almost like it's like captain marvel in a sense weird comparison but in that mo the first movie like you know she's going to be this powerful being that should be able to fight thanos so this movie captain marvel once she kind of reaches that full potential she's unstoppable there's no yeah, more exactly there's no more stakes in a sense because she is more powerful than everyone else. Kind of similar here. Paul is 
and there's the scary part of it. Like Chani fears him now. She doesn't trust him anymore. She doesn't want to be with him anymore. Like that's setting up new conflict in a sense, new stakes. Like Paul is might not even be the protagonist anymore. After all this, he might not be, you know, in um, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows. I mean, I don't think you've ever read the book, but part two, uh, when Harry dies, yeah, I would, I wouldn't, I never expected that, and that's what I kind of like that, like it was something you never expected. I'm not saying we needed that type of thing in this movie, but like, but Deathly Hallows is I know it's different. I know, I know, I know, I know, but I'm saying like, there's times that like you read certain books, you're like, oh, they're not gonna make it, and then they do. I just didn't feel that in this, but I I, I want to move on from this because well, I got other final things. Thing, final thing on yeah. that. No, no, you're good, you're good. Just, I get that this movie didn't have stakes, especially in the second and third act, but I think that was the purpose of the movie was to not have that because I think you wanted to fear what Paul was becoming at this point. Yeah, which the I mean, fact that sense. the fact that he obliterated like the emperor's forces and just stormed in with no trouble at all. Like the fact that he did all that, I think it gets to the point where you might not even be rooting for him anymore. Like at this point, he is the conflict now. Like he has become too powerful. And now it's up to characters like Chani and them. They might be the new protagonists. And yes, first off, we are well aware that they are trying to take back the North and take yeah. over their planet and get it back to the way it was before all these rich people came. We are fully aware of those stakes, and we're like we're all, we're like we're fully aware of this. We're just talking more of like personal stakes, you know. That's what we're. I'm yeah. trying to get a point. Um, but do you have anything else? I think final thing too on that is like I think this movie like wants to also just make you think like who's right in all this because you have two different viewpoints on which direction Paul should go the way with Chani or this prophecy way so I think the movie like in the first and second act it wants you to just think like which is the best way which side should he go on which path should he choose and then once he chooses his path, then the third act is just the results of that choice. And so, yeah, we yeah. got what we got. So also in the third act, because this is another point I want to talk about. Paul versus um, Austin Butler's character. Austin Butler. Yeah, we'll just say that. His name uh, yeah, is Paul versus Austin. Um, I love that fight. That was a good fight, especially oh. when Paul got stabbed. Did Paul get stabbed twice? He got st- yeah, he got stabbed in the on the side. And then, and then in like the final the, blow, yeah. he stabbed him in the neck, but Paul stabbed him in the okay. chest. Yes. I love that fight. I love the fight uh when mid fight Austin went up to Zendaya's character and was like it wasn't puppy, what did he say? Pet. Like pet. You're gonna be Is that your like, pet? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, right, he defeats it. And then I like how Florence Pugh's character goes, if you marry me, then my dad uh, can live and then you can become the emperor and all this stuff. And then Zendaya walks away. I love that. I thought that was awesome. Just because, I mean, obviously I feel horrible for Zendaya's character. But, like, that was great story writing in my opinion. I still think it would have been funny if he killed uh, the emperor. But then again, she wouldn't marry him. There's no point in marrying him. But I yeah. feel like it's going to be one of those things that she's going to like slowly fall in love with him too. But then he's a madman essentially now on and he's going to go crazy and it's going to drive her away. Yeah. And thinking of like Austin Butler's character in a sense, I would say like, like you do mention a good point though. I will not lie. You mentioned a good point of stakes in a sense, because in the second act you get introduced to Austin Butler's character and essentially the the mothers in a sense i don't know their full name i'll top of my head they like they want to be on his side too in a way just like they have family and paul's side they got their presence with him they do build him up to be like 
a huge antagonist, but once Paul kind of becomes OP, the stakes kind of drop for like Austin Butler and the Harkonnen and all of them. Like when they look like this big powerful force, it kind of all goes away once Paul becomes OP. Though I guess that is the purpose. Like that that's the thing. I understand the stakes die in a sense. But at the same time, like I'm accepting that that was kind of the purpose of the movie to just show who he is, how he is just beyond everything. And you know who could stop him? Austin Butler's daughter. Who's wait? What? Remember, so when Austin Butler wins the fight on his planet, yeah. With the black and white planet, his uncle goes, and there's a mother there, and they walk back, and he's walking down the hotel, uh, the hallway, and she follows him, and he stops, and he, like, puts the knife up to her throat and goes, who are you? What are you doing here? And she's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. She comes back to basically, like, let's go have some fun time in my room. And he follows her, and then then she pulls out the hand box. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, you, they're going to do the hand thing. And then you're like, oh, they're just doing the hand thing. They're not going to. And then she walks. And then the next scene is her talking to her mother and be like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And it's a girl. So it's his it's his daughter. Yeah. That might be another character. That would take him down. I wonder if there's going to be a time jump. That's what I'm one. thinking. Like. I feel like there's got to be, like, more characters now, like, new characters. Like, the the sister, she might be a legit character. Like, I don't know much of the story beyond no. the first book, so this is all speculation. I bet I bet Timothy Chalamet might not even be in it, because there could be or a time Or screen time. Yeah, maybe, like, flashbacks or something. He's in. They might even have, like, a new actor. Which, honestly, besides Star Wars, because Star Wars did it backwards... I, yeah. I can't think of a movie where like you learn of a good character who turns bad and then the next movie they're not the main character anymore. Yeah. It is rare. It is very And that that's interesting. That is very is interesting, interesting to me. That's why Hire even me. even <laughs> with like the first movie, like going back to the first movie and, and just thinking about this, like I love the just the way that they did it. Like the first movie is where he loses everything. The second movie is where he gets everything. But now we have like a new conflict. I love like how different it all feels in a sense. And that's what makes it unique. That's what makes the whole movie to me interesting. Even the dragging points, because if you can even make dragging points interesting with an interesting story and good characters, good writing, it can survive for me. Just think Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is a dialogue movie. If the story is not interesting, it would drag, essentially. So, Um, that's me, though. I can understand for you if it... I loved Oppenheimer. I would give it a nine and a half. Oh, Oppenheimer's a ten for me. Oppenheimer. I've only seen Oppenheimer once. I've seen it five times. I I need to rewatch it. I I haven't had three hours to rewatch it. Um, what else big things happen in this so, movie? We've really jumped around a lot just with yeah. spoilers. Let's talk. just keep jumping. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna keep, we're not gonna go like in order of everything that happens. Um, yeah, early on, so yeah, it's kind of hard to say because we've really, it's very hard to talk full plot spoilers because we both need to probably rewatch it again at some point, maybe when we're bored one day. But, um, I'm just thinking second act. And where would we say the second act starts? Like, the worm scene and, like, the black and white scene, I would say. Yeah. Like, with the I would say Butler fight. Probably right after he tamed that worm and right into yeah. Austin Butler's fight. I would say that's where yeah. it started. That's where, and oh my god, in the black and white stuff, like, the score is, like, beautiful. It is. It every scene, for some reason, the sand, the riding the sandworm, the score, like, um, let's just give some praise real quick. Hans Zimmer, he's gonna win an Oscar. I'm predicting it right now. He is gonna win an Oscar for best score for Doom Part Two. 
like every scene, even just the smallest ones, just feels so much more captivating. Like when he gets on the sandworm and like he's trying to get up and then he gets it like that big crescendo. And oh, it's so good. And then Austin Butler, like his whole scenes in that fight pit. Like you just feel like the terror in a sense, like when he killed the one dude that wasn't even drugged. That was funny. Well, how? Yeah, yeah. And well, they drugged even, two guys, but not the third. Well, even think about that too. Those scenes you just mentioned, the camera yeah. work on those scenes too. Huh. Yeah, beautiful. Like, I'm not, like I love this movie in the way that it did the camera, the music, the acting, the colors. I just yeah. have more issues with the plot. Yeah, that's the thing. This movie. Let's just get this out of the way, too. Aside, like, I think the only complaint that, like, the only thing that's keeping it from a 10 for me and the thing that's kind of keeping it back a little bit for you is just the plot. This movie is perfection on a technical level. Yeah, on an audio level, on an audio level, in a technical level, technical level, visuals, everything like that, this movie's a 10 out of 10. One of the best ever. It And it should win like all of those awards in ne- next year's Oscars it should I'm calling it right now it, it probably yeah. will acting I'd say 9 out of 10 acting in a way it wasn't like all Oscar winners but it was good acting Paul carries Paul yeah Timothy Chalamet when he turns into like the Messiah and all that that's when it's like you just he takes complete like when he's in underground cave with like all the people around him, he just takes complete control. And then I'm like, I ain't messing with him. He is a whole new person at this point. He is more powerful. Like his acting in like the end of the second act, third act, you believe him as like this un like this unstoppable being force, at this yeah. point. Because you could say, like, oh, he's a young kid in his 20s. He doesn't look that threatening. But the way he acts just makes him feel like a full-on threat that I would believe. And they they made it so his character has so much knowledge that, like, the one specific scene where they're ice, uh, ice spice collecting. Yeah. Where they're spice collecting. Um, and they're attacking the spice collectors and Paul and Zendaya's character. Um, and we're like, he ta- he helps her take down the one ship, the yeah. helicopter and all that. Like, that was a good scene. I like that scene. That was good. That was a nice way, that scene there, to kind of take a break from the slowness, I think, of like just the initial setting up. That sure. was a nice way to keep it going, I would say. Just a nice action scene to also just build the trust between the two of them that eventually breaks in the third act. I think that's that scene where they take down the chopper was a Get nice to the scene. Chopper. Get to the chopper. But uh, <laughs> I think that was a nice scene to kind of build up the crescendo to the relationship because it does hit a crescendo and they're like sleeping together and everything. And then the second half is a villain story. It's a full-on villain story. And who would you say the main villain is? Isn't it? It's hard because you do have the bad guys. You have the Emperor. You have Uncle Fester. You have Austin Butler and Dave <laughs> Batista's characters. And, like, they're all bad. They're all protagonists. Well, the protagonist is Paul, no matter what. No matter what happens in this movie, the protagonist is Paul. The oh, antagonist. No, no. Sorry, antagonists. That's what I meant. They're yeah, antagonists. The antagonists are those guys I just said. Well, They're all the antagonists. Technically, if you want to even get more technical, Paul's an antagonist himself towards the end of the movie. In terms of what it means, the protagonist is like just the main character in a sense. The antagonists are the people. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. The antagonists are just the people that are in his way, essentially. Well, let's think about it this way. Pro- Paul is the protagonist, right? But I say right up to when he takes over as emperor and gets uh, to marry uh, Florence Pugh's character, I think it switches. He becomes an antagonist and Zendaya becomes a protagonist. I think maybe in the next movie, I would call it that. He's but still I, technic. He's a villain. He's a villain at that point. 
they have slightly different meanings, like villain. And okay, yeah, I guess you're right. But, yeah, 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 yeah. He becomes he an evil. Yeah, he becomes an evil protagonist by the end of the movie. He's not like he is because in the earlier parts of the movie too, like during the dragon stuff, he fears the holy war. He doesn't want to go down to the south because he envisions very blindly envisions like this holy war that's going to starve billions of people. Like he fears that throughout the first act and he refuses to go to the South. His mother wants him to go to the South so he can become who he's supposed to be, but he refuses to do that. He wants to stay with Chani because he is afraid of that. He is afraid of that future, but then he is essentially forced into that throughout the second act. When yeah, Austin he Butler's, just... When Austin Butler's character attacks and destroys that one place, he's essentially forced to go on that path. And then once we get to the end of the movie, you realize it's coming true. The, what did you think about his, will his scene of drinking the life of water, the water of life, whatever it's called? His scene? Yeah, his scene specific. I liked it. I liked... He saw his sister during that. I yeah. like that. That was cool. Um... And then uh, Chani brought him back to life. She was the one that saved him. But then once he kind of came out and was like, oh, because of you and stuff, she kind of realized like what she did there. And she slapped him. That's when she started like, I'm done with you in a sense. And that's why this movie is unique. This movie is very, because we don't see this kind of movie. Like it really is Revenge of the Sith, but without, Anakin getting burned and all that, which you could argue made him more powerful. But well, technically, Anakin had to kill. Who did Anakin kill? He killed so many people. He killed Padme. And... Who was the main person? He killed Emperor. Well, I'm talking okay. Revenge of the Sith alone. Oh, I don't even know. Okay, you're talking. Like I'm talking like just a descent to like being a villain type of thing like that well, i'm saying but anakin kills someone in that movie like uh, he kills Padme. not he, kills, Padme. he also kills a lot of younglings yeah in order 66 like but doesn't he kill not snoke what's the other you're one thinking of, you're thinking of this sequels oh mace windu not mace windu who's the other one he doesn't, doesn't kill palpatine he... in this one. Oh, he i thought he killed palpatine i that's it's been, been so long movies. since yeah, it's yeah yeah don't don't think too far but uh this was like a interesting unique villain story which i like it for being different in a way like that i like and it really makes this movie really makes like the first one and the second one connect in a way and the mother at first before she's turned evil it's like your father didn't believe in revenge like take go a different route go in the way of peace and the end of the first and the end of the first movie she wanted him to get off the planet she wanted him to leave entirely, and he refused. He wanted to be at the Furman and fight with them. And in this one, before she turned into the Reverend Mother in the first act, she was like, "Don't be like be like your father. He didn't want revenge, but then he wanted revenge. He wanted revenge on everyone that killed him, but he was still hesitant in a sense. He wanted to do it the right way. But then when you get in the third act, he killed Uncle Fester with no remorse." whatsoever like he was full bent on revenge with no hesitation that's why that's why i respect the first act a lot more because you see how he was before everything happened you saw his beliefs and then how throughout the movie his beliefs will change and when he becomes so much worse that's why i do think a rewatch would help you in a sense because it might be harder to piece that all together in a way, or like respect it, the dragging points in a sense. But that's what I thought of it overall. Any, any changed views in general throughout all of this or anything uh, that you still don't understand? We can keep breaking it down. I mean, not really. No, everything's more answered. Like I said, I would love to read the book to get a, better understanding of more things also reading something like i hate watching things with closed captions on i hate it so much did you have watch it 
Do you have subtitles? For Dune, I did. Dune okay. Part 2 in the theater, no. But when I rewatch it, I will. Yeah, I feel that. It's one of those movies you need it. Yeah. Would you change? Because you did say you might change your rating throughout discussion. You're in an 8 right now. I don't think I can give it an 8.5. I think I can give it an 8.5, 9 after re- I could even give it a nine and a half, ten after rewatching it again. I just need to rewatch it. So yeah. too much, <laughs> too much happened in my brain. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I, like one of my favorite three-hour movies is Endgame. Yeah, and there is a lot that happens in Endgame, but I think Endgame's more simpler than this movie. Endgame might be like one of the best three-hour movies <laughs> of all time in well, terms and like, of how it. I wasn't even bored. Yeah, I wasn't even bored. The way the Endgame, like I was, I was mentioning like the Batman and all that, and Oppenheimer. I think Endgame is the best three-hour movie in the way that they structured it. Act one, Act two, Act three. I think they did very well. That's why I think the Batman is a movie that struggles with three hours, especially. I'd probably put Endgame, then Oppenheimer, then Dune, then Batman. Yeah, I. Oh, they're all different though. They are all are. different movies. All they are all four very different three-hour movies, which is. Well, tough. I'm like going in the order that I would rewatch them. Oh yeah, if I had to do that too, probably Endgame because it's simple. Um, Oppenheimer, then Dune. Oppenheimer, you can't just rewatch any day of the week. Then probably Dune. Then the Batman. I'm probably in the same boat. Because I'd probably give Endgame a 10 out of 10 as well. I think it was perfect. I feel but, like once um this movie comes out on streaming, you and I should make like a little 20-minute episode just revisiting it because you and I will definitely rewatch it. And then we can see if it's worth of the 10, if it's worth being movie of the year. And if I change my opinion right now. But with yeah. everything coming out, okay, do yeah. you think this can hold up to be movie of the year? Honestly, just by looking at some of the movies that we have watched, and I think I might be giving this a 10. Like, after, I might even watch it again in theaters with what's out right now. I honestly might, because it's a low bar. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But, uh... I think it could be movie of the year. I think it'll be nominated for a lot of Oscars, kind of like the first movie. And I I, I want to get your sister's opinion on how the first one was better. I I don't understand that. I in her in her defense, it was late and she had a headache. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's going to make it miserable. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's I think too like this is a movie I want to see again. Not for, like, I didn't understand a thing and I need to, like, understand it more. But also, one, just to get some extra knowledge. But two, because I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed so many points in this movie. Like, I would want to watch it again. Just for the enjoyment factor. So, I honestly might at some point before it goes to streaming if I'm that bored. But it's great. And, like, even just comparing it to, like, Oppenheimer, for example, because that's a three-hour movie that I wanted to see again. I saw it in a double feature with you, with Barbie. I saw that first, but then when I watched Oppenheimer after Barbie, that was my second time watching our Oppenheimer. It's like, the first time I watched Oppenheimer, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a great story, great scenes, but there were like some things that like I couldn't piece together fully, or I didn't appreciate. Here's a big thing with Oppenheimer. I didn't appreciate the first act the first time I watched it, I didn't. But then when you rewatch it, knowing everything, knowing what like Robert Downey Jr.'s character is really thinking this whole time and all that, I love the first act so much more. I think this could be something similar where knowing the story, knowing Paul's dissension, knowing what he becomes, I feel like I might appreciate the first act. I already do, but like even you too. Like I think we might appreciate the full movie. A lot more. Yeah. Knowing and, everything. Like I said, my goal is to read the book. And then once it comes out, I will re-watch both of them probably in order. And I will get my full Dune Would review. Would you see it? 
would you see it again in theaters hypothetically if you had the time if i had the time and someone was paying for my ticket sure i'll go you would (laughs) not pay to watch it again i probably would i would i'll tell you that right now i would i i couldn't even have popcorn I couldn't have popcorn. I couldn't have. I had to drink water. Couldn't have my slushy. I was so bad. Stupid wisdom teeth. That's why. That's why <laughs> it's getting right. me out of debt. Couldn't have my popcorn. Yeah. So maybe maybe when you recover fully and you see it at an earlier time, <laughs> exactly, might see it again. Hey, but spring breaks around the corner for me. Who knows? Like I Who said, knows? once it comes out on streaming, and we finish our reviews, and we can watch it a second, third, fourth, fifth time. We will give our full re-review if we are officially updating it to a 10 out of 10 or if I'm giving a higher score. And if anything else we caught that we didn't catch the first time. Very true. So looking, we'll wrap it up here. So just looking, looking at our ranking that we did, I'm keeping it a 9.5 out of 10 because I think I just want to understand it a bit better. Maybe here's some... One thing, too, I like hearing other people's opinions. We saw this as early as possible with no spoilers. So I have not been able to hear like other spoiler discussions, like other people breaking it down. So I might have a change of opinion, too. Sometimes that happens. So we are seeing this very early when it came out. So I'm going to keep it at a 9.5 out of 10 for now. Are you going to keep yours on the dock? You're at 8 yeah. out of 10. You're going to keep for it there? now. For now, I'm going to keep it an 8 out of 10. And it is my favorite movie I've seen this year. Yeah, Good old well, Madam Web sitting at 2. <laughs> yeah. For me right now, I got Dune Part 2 at a 9.5 out of 10. I got Argyle at 7 out of 10. And Madam Web at a 2 out of 10. So, short list so far. But we will see. We will see. So, I think we're going to wrap it up here. This was a nice one-hour discussion of Dune Part 2. If you've made it to this point... Thank you all for listening. And essentially, if you've made it to this point, you have seen the movie or you do not care for spoilers. So might not be as many of you. But thank you all if you've made it to this point. And if you're listening to this at a later date, hello. So next week, we got another movie review. But it might happen a bit later. It might not happen initially when it comes out. Because Carlin's birthday is just around the corner. So he's got some celebrations he's got to do at the end of the week. So Kung Fu Panda 4. It drops March 8th. We will probably see it a little bit after March 8th. We might have a review around like March 10th, 11th, or 12th, I would say. In that range. Any of those three days, I would say. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 4 review will come out. So that will be the next movie review that we do of a brand new movie so stay tuned for that and we essentially okay also to it's not really next week it's the week after the oscar winner reaction we will have an episode talking about the oscars but right now we don't have a confirmed episode for like this week coming up so stay tuned we'll probably come at you out of nowhere because we'll have to determine an episode to do this week so stay tuned for that but After this week, though, Kung Fu Panda 4 and Oscar winners reaction will drop in the following weeks. So stay tuned for those two episodes and stay tuned on Inside the Dome as well. We got a lot of sports content coming. Combine would have happened by that point and uh, Under the Lights as well. So stay tuned for those and potentially more episodes as well. So stay tuned, everybody. Make sure to follow the social medias as always, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and both our TikToks, Inside the Dome and Beyond the Dome. And I believe you posted a Dune TikTok. I have not checked it out yet. I believe you have. <laughs> People are you not, not happy. <laughs> People are not happy. Really? Well, oh, because I, I because I said I didn't care for it. Like, oh I, god. Well, I didn't say I didn't care for. It. I said that. Let's I'm see if torn. I can find it right now. I said I'm torn. Um, but yeah, we got a lot coming up. Um, obviously, uh, coming up very, very shortly is John's spring break. So we'll be sure. back together in person shortly yeah. to do maybe a couple episodes. Um, not next, maybe next week. And then the week after that might be a little bit more iffy just because John's got schoolwork to do. And then him coming home, once he's home, it's a little bit different, but yeah. Kung Fu Panda will be at that time when I come home. So 
Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. Dude, that better not be my favorite movie. <laughs> it, there's no shot it is. Kung Fu Panda 4. My, my favorite that'll, movie. Yeah, that'll be the next one, though, that we do. So stay tuned on that. Follow the social medias, as always. But it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be very fun. Um, stay tuned. we got a lot more stuff coming out. I was very happy, though, that I was able to see this on a Thursday night. It was... I was Perfect. really excited for this it was definitely worth it i highly recommend it to everybody and if you've seen it already recommend it to other people because it's worth seeing let's just say that even if it's not your favorite it is worth seeing right now but that's gonna do it though i'm gonna sign off here with carlin jacob i am john dodera have a great day everybody and see you next time on beyond the dome (music) 